Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. You're listening to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Connor Mueller, and I'm here today with my good friend and co-host, Jared Bones Bradford. Wow. Incredible. How's it going? I'm great. You woke me up with that. That was beautiful. (laughs) I've been practicing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Had the house to yourself. Practicing. (laughs) Saying Worcestershire. (laughs) Warming up with 10, 10 good Worcestershires and a good old intro. Yeah. yeah, I was doing a couple, happy birthday. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, inflection is great. I'm great. Yeah, but man, I feel really good today. Oh, great. I honestly, I think I had one of the most productive mornings of my whole life. Really? Yeah. That's I pretty, okay, how? Yeah, my shit was lit this morning. Oh. I was I was up at like 4.30. Oh. I did five hours of work. I went to the gym. I ran an errand. I came back. I worked a little more. It was great. Holy, wow. What got you up at 4.30? Uh, I usually wake up between 4.30 and 5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. I, also go to, I also go to bed between 8 and 8.30. Okay. So yeah. you're getting your hours in. Uh, yeah, I'm getting my hours in, but right. I felt really good. But you know what? I had a great night's sleep. Yeah. And I had really deep sleep. I had vivid dreams. Yeah. And you know what I did differently last night? You wrote it. What, what'd you do? I took 40 winks. Hmm. Look at that. Huh. Yeah. I So I've been taking magnesium. Every night I've been taking the calm magnesium. Yes. And so Corey put in a big order for Earthfed Muscle. I had no idea what he ordered, by the way. He you let the boy go, huh? He put in a giant order. It came. It was like Christmas because I opened it. and It was so much fun because he got. Yeah. Yeah. Just he like got, balloons. Oh, my gosh. He got so much stuff. He got casein. He got mint chocolate whey protein powder he got the 40 winks he got he got, got zen zen was a free gift i think that you guys got because you ordered yes. over 150 dollars worth of stuff so you got yes. zen which yep. is which is nice and then i think i also saw you got uh the morning ritual vitamins yes. which i haven't tried those yet i took those today too i took zen hmm. and the morning, the morning rituals. Oh, I'm telling. It was probably the Zen. This is why you're a Maybe brand that's new, it. brand new yeah. lady. Yeah, it's very like it's mellow, but you, if you like, pay attention, you're like, huh, I feel different. Yeah, I do. I do yeah. feel different. That's cool. Good. Yeah. You guys got the protein powder with the cow and its balls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Their artwork is great. I was just going to say their marketing is fantastic. And we got a blender ball too, a blender bottle? container bottle. Yeah. Yeah. A blender yeah. ball. A blender ball. Just the just the ball. Just the ball. So they sent us this little uh, squiggly metal ball. I don't know what it's for, yeah. but it's nice to squish. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pain in the ass to put in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. But it's all over the forks. It was it was fun just to unpack it all. Cause Corey the only thing Corey had bought before that was the pre workout. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you guys branched so out we a got, little bit then. Now we got everything. That's great. We went, that's what, that's what yeah. we have too. We have all that stuff. And we have Arctic Advantage too, which is their krill oil. Oh. Yeah. Oh, krill is going to be a hard sell for Corey because he likes Jocko krill. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But we, I think we're an earth-fed muscle family now. Yeah. You're earth-fed family. Yeah, we are. Earth-fed fam. Yeah. Yeah, I love their stuff. So yeah, I mean, this is obviously leading into the fact that we are supporters of earth-fed muscle. And you can use code, uh, the famous warrior10 at your checkout for 10% off at earthfedmuscle.com. And they're on Instagram, and they're all over the place, and they're great. We love them. They have far- Did you know they had farmers on staff, like livestock pasture-raised farmers on staff? No way. Like, do quality control and help raise the cattle, and that's where your protein comes from. That's but I thought sweet. that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So go check I them love- out. I love that. Yeah, earth-fed muscle. Yeah. Well, what else? Yeah. What's What's good with you? What's What's the good word in uh, the land of bones? The land of Cali bones is yeah. you know it's a nice day, a little bit cooler out today. Weather is casual to talk about, although it's not very exciting. Um, mm, nothing's mm-hmm. really new. Nothing's really new this week. We're kind of doing a laying low this week. It's the last week of the CrossFit Open, and we also have the Spartan Race on Saturday, which we're doing. Yeah, so, that's gonna be sweet. We were, uh, yeah, Shanghaied into doing the half marathon Spartan race, which is, they call it the beast, which is like their middle one. And then they have like the crazy whole marathon one, but like, so it's 13 miles of Spartan race. It's in Santa Margarita, California, which is like very hilly. It's in the hills of, uh, towards the coast. And yeah, I'm kind of excited, kind of like nervous. Only thing Mm -hmm. I'm nervous about is just tearing my feet up. Like, oh yeah you know like just like thir- i've never ran 13 miles i've never me neither i've hiked 13 miles once mm-hmm. i've never ran over three miles in one like go but this is very mm-hmm. terrainy so you're gonna be walking a lot i'm trying mm-hmm. to look at it like i'm a kid and i'm gonna go play in the playground yeah that's a good way to that's look all at I'm it trying, yeah that's yeah. all i'm trying to look at so that's what's new just kind is of it, prepping for that is it obstacles then too yeah it's obstacles so you okay, run yeah. probably like i don't know Maybe four, 800 meters. Yeah. Do an obstacle, maybe another mile obstacle. So you have like ropes and you're climbing over shit and you're carrying stuff or you're lifting a stone and putting it on another hole or something or like mm. walking, going in water, going through the mud. Um, so stuff like that. Do you, are you on a team? Yeah, we have a team for our Amoeba CrossFit. Is this how I got it? I didn't sign up for this on my own. I would but never is it, do this on my own. So it, does, you can do a team. You can all run together. You all start at like 7.30 a.m., your uh-huh. team. You pick that time, and then you all go. Does so. every athlete have to do every obstacle? You don't have to, but there's apparently a penalty. Oh, And apparently okay. there's like judges at the obstacles. Like if you don't do this, you can't just like walk around it. You like do like 20 burpees or something. Um, so I don't okay. know. I don't think there's an obstacle I wouldn't do. Unless mm. there is electricity involved. Or fire. Or fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah like jumping <laughs> through a ring of fire. I don't know. Don't they do that? But no? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they do, but I know they, they have electrical fences. I don't know if it's yeah. Spartan Race or like Tough Mudder or somewhere else. Oh, along, right. There are electric fences out there. So I think uh, I, I will not be... be doing that. 
I would, I think I'd be more nervous for the obstacles, but I like your, I like that you're going into it as I am a little kid. I'm going to go play. Yeah. 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 Cause I, as a kid, right. I mean, you probably biked and ran 13 miles in a day and didn't think twice about it. You're home by oh, freaking dinner, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to look at is, you know, I'm almost 30, but I'm just a kid going to the playground with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like that. I'll I'll be interested next week when we podcast. I'll be interested yeah. to hear more about your experience. Oh, I'm sure I'll have a couple words. So yeah, yeah, yeah I want to hear hear all about it. Um, <laughs> any other good news? Nah, nah no, no. Nah. I mean, I mean, it's all good, but not not yeah, yeah nothing all notable. Right. All right, sweet. So today we're gonna talk about meditation. Dope. Yeah. I, so I was looking back. Did you know the last time that we talked about medication was episode 15? Meditation? Yeah. Episode 15? We did did an episode with Lynn Curry. It was Create Your Daily Flow. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah, that was... Yeah, Lynn's like a meditation. I mean, she's our jam. She's all about it. She teaches it. She practices every day. She's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a really great episode to go back and listen to. But I I guess to get into this, I kind of want to hear your personal story with meditation okay. and then we'll kind of talk about the ins and outs of meditation. How's that sound? That sounds cool. Yeah, let's do, do you that. Have, do you have a personal story with meditation? You meditate. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um I I've used the Headspace app. Yeah before um i use the headspace app pretty consistently it's probably you know 2017 summer of 2017 and i was using that and i noticed a huge difference in just feeling way more grounded way more at ease and then i got away from it Mm. And then I kind of dabbled in it a little bit. And then until more recently, my routine every morning is to wake up, journal. I use the five-minute journal. And then I still use use the Headspace app. And I listen to a guided meditation. And actually, I can tell you the exact reason why I got out of meditation. Okay. Why? I, I did the basic course in headspace and the basic course was great because it was i think the meditations were three minutes Hmm. so it was it was it was scaled down to something so realistic that i 100 percent could give myself three minutes every single day and then when i got back into headspace i said okay well i've already done the basic course let me do something else and so i did basic two And the minimum amount of time for basic two is 10 minutes. Yeah. And it was that little bit of added time was enough of a barrier for me to not do it. Hmm. Was it like a concentration thing or just like a time thing or just like it felt like more like a chore? It was more I had this internal dialogue of... I don't have time for this. I have to I have to get to work. I have to do this. Yeah. I have to do that. And it's crazy that I was not able to give myself 10 minutes 
just to, to do this. But what I ended up doing is now I, I do it no matter what I find yeah. if I I'll do three minutes three. I scaled it way down. If I have five minutes or if I have 10 minutes, I'll do those. But my lower limit is do find a three minute meditation and just do that. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, it's it's the it's the principle of, you know, depositing in your bank account. If you deposit two dollars every day over time, you're going to have a lot of money exactly. rather than just depositing 10 bucks a week. Yeah. So that's great. That's exactly. awesome. I mean, I love Headspace. We can talk more about Headspace uh, later on, too. Ooh, yeah. I think it's one of the best apps out there. Um, my personal story with meditation started back in 2009, I think, eight or nine. I was a junior in high school. And oh, wow. it, it happened a long time ago. I kind of just fell into it. Um, I don't know. So I, I was a junior in high school, and I was going through, like, I don't know, typical high school kid stuff, just new things happening in life and new responsibilities and friendships and relationships and exposure to like new things. And it was a whole new world really. And I just like was Mm -hmm. overcome, you know, I had a relationship with girls and friends and parents and siblings and the good and bad sides of those things really got to me. And so I don't know at one point what happened, but I had a panic attack and Mm. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was having a heart attack. And so uh, I went home from school and continued, like, I'm having a heart attack. I can't, my heart is racing so much. It's terrifying. I can't breathe. And it was scared. I was yeah. like a 16, 17 year old kid and I was home alone. I didn't know what was going on. And uh, so I called my mom and told her, I was like, yeah, I don't really feel good. She's like, okay, I'll come home and like check you out. And uh, so she came home and I was like, my heart is like racing. I can't. And she didn't recognize it, what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she's like, all right, well, let's get you to like the emergency room and we'll get you home. So at that point that freaks me out more. Yeah. So we start driving and I'm like, I'm not going to make it like, oh, no. I'm freaking out. And this is just over the course of an hour from going home from school to this point in the car where like, I'm, I'm not going to make it. Like I'm mm-hmm. freaking out. I feel like I'm going to die. And so she calls an ambulance and I get taken away in the ambulance. Oh my God. Get, go to the hospital. Yeah. I've never, yeah. <laughs> get taken to the hospital. It's a huge dramatic thing. And I'm not freaking out like punching and screaming but like inside i'm just like yeah internally i'm just a tornado yeah. but on the outside you could i probably look like i do now um so it was a panic attack it was anxiety and so uh yeah the hospital's like there's nothing wrong with you they did a cat scan they did all these tests and there's nothing wrong with you and um so I was like okay so i went home and felt better i was like really tired mm-hmm. i wasn't panicking anymore and knowing that nothing was wrong with me physically helped me a lot mm-hmm so anyway, time goes on. I kind of get like a soft diagnosis of anxiety from a primary care doctor. She's like, you need to go see a therapist mm-hmm. or that's an option. So I did. And this therapist was was great. He did a lot of teaching, which I really needed. So um, like talking about should statements, right? Like, mm. oh, this person should, or I should be this type of way in order to mm-hmm. fit in, or my parents should be acting like this with each mm-hmm. other, or this girl should be, you know, t- treating me like this and she's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, recognizing those things and those are a huge trigger. Mm. And so he taught me things like that and it was really, really great. But then one day he's like, oh, I want you, I want you to go see a psychologist because I've been seeing him for a few weeks and they're getting better. He's like, I want you to see a psychologist and you know what psychologists do is they, they prescribe medications. Yeah. And this is not to 
put down medications because there's totally a purpose. I wasn't appropriate for them though. Mm -hmm. So I got prescribed this medication and uh, it was just after one visit with this guy talking over him to him about whatever was going on. I don't really exactly remember just relationship issues. And he prescribed me this anti-anxiety medication and I got it and I took it home and I just put it in my top drawer. Mm. And like another week went by. I'm still kind of like suffering from this anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I take one, mm. I take one pill and I felt really awful about it. I had like mm -hmm. a weird guilt and like more anxiety. So I was just like, I threw them away. Oh. And uh, I remember when I got prescribed them, my mom was like, so what are they? And I was like, I guess they slow your thoughts down. And she was like, huh. huh. And I was like, huh. <laughs> Why? Why do I want to slow my thoughts down? I have yeah, no idea. I, I don't know. So this is a long story getting into the, my journey with meditation, but the long story short is I go back to that therapist and he, I was like, Hey, they prescribed me this medication and, uh, I, I'm not taking it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to take it. It doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. So he's like, well, let's try meditation. I, I don't, i never would have thought you would be interested in this as a 17 year old boy, uh, becoming a man. I never thought, you know, meditation and you would line up. But I was mm -hmm. like, man, that sounds awesome. Cause you see the benefits of it. You see how approach simple it is. And you're like, yeah, why not? I can go do this right now. So that is what started me on meditation. I went home and started meditating. Literally there was no apps at this time. I didn't have a smartphone. Yeah. There was no computers. There was nothing. Yeah. There, uh, it was just, you can Google search and you'll get like some random websites of Eastern meditation stuff. Yeah. So I sat in my, like my chair in my room and I closed my eyes <laughs> I just breathe. Yeah. I just do deep breaths for about five to 10 minutes and I didn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was very distracted, but I kept doing it. I did it every day for honestly, not that long. I probably did it every day initially for 10, 10 to 14 days. And somewhere within that first month or so of meditating, I, I had this night where I was watching TV Mm -hmm. and something like, I'm not bullshitting, something kind of came over my body, like this complete <sighs> sense of calm came over my body. And I used to experience this when I was a little kid, where, mm -hmm. not little, but I was, you know, elementary, middle school. I would experience this calm at night where there's just like, uh, you could just like melt, right? Mm. And like, I have no worries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a kid. I don't, I didn't say, tell us myself, but looking back, like I'm a kid, I, all my homework's done. I have great food. There's snacks in the pantry and I'm just going to watch this show. And like, I total relaxation mm -hmm. and I would experience that. And it was like an, a whole body thing to me. I'm like, I'm, I've learned about myself since, since I'm very sensitive to everything in my body. Mm -hmm. So I can experience really good highs and really significant lows. I hadn't experienced that in a long time, years about a month or two of meditating, I experienced that again. And I was like, oh, I'm cured. I feel yeah. like I did before. I'm cured. Yeah. And I stopped, I stopped meditating. Yeah. And slowly but surely, all that shit came back. Mm -hmm. Not as strong as it did because I had a greater level of awareness of it. Yeah. That that's possible. And this is a panic attack and this is anxiety. But it did come back and it came back, came back to a level that was like, I can manage without meditation. 
I'm okay mm-hmm. just telling myself this is just anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't need to meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my start with meditation. I don't want to go uh, through my whole life story with it up until now, although we'll get into other parts of it, I guess, about meditation too. But that's how I started. It was, yeah, p- dealing with a panic attack. And uh, that was literally uh, my way out of gaining awareness of what that is and dealing with those issues in my life at the time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was significant. I mean, my mistake was thinking that I'm cured. Yeah. It's never the case. Man, I've never heard that story. Never told that story, really, yeah, that, I've... that, that uh, detailed. Wow. Yeah, that was yeah. that was great. I Man, you said so many great things. I think a big takeaway that I got from your story was in the beginning after you were having the panic attacks and you went to see that therapist and you were talking about all these shoulds. Mm. I kept thinking you shouldn't should yourself. You shouldn't should yourself. Right. And I think we all do that. And it causes yeah. so much unnecessary anxiety. But at the time, you didn't have that awareness to even be able to step back and objectively observe those thoughts happening. True. And that's what meditation allowed you to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, almost impossible to be entirely objective because you're mm-hmm. within yourself. But that's the goal is to be take yourself out of uh of take yourself out of um connecting so deeply with individual feelings and thoughts and be an observer of them mm. that's kind of the big goal that's the initial like that's probably the popular thing that people hear is become an observer become like aware of your thoughts yeah. through meditation right yeah um, it's not a religious thing i think maybe 10 years ago people thought it was like a religious thing with Buddhists, like a Buddhist meditate. Exactly. Yeah. I think we've gotten away from that a lot, especially in the past two years, which is great. Um, yeah, those should statements, those were the big, that was like, that was, that was like super great for me to hear because language is everything. All we're doing all day is telling ourselves stories. And it's oh, usually yes. the same couple stories, right? Mm-hmm. It's never a, a million different stories or thoughts. It's usually the same 20 or less thoughts every day, just looping. Yeah for better or for worse. So even now I constantly have shoulds. I, I struggled with shoulds. I still, everybody probably does. Oh yeah. But being coming aware of it. So there's a great exercise actually about should statements. I didn't yeah. plan on doing this, but you want to do it? Yeah, I do. So, okay. So this is from, um, I heard it recently. It's from Mark England. Okay. Okay. So he's like a language, um, and, and life coach, I guess maybe you want to call it. And okay. he, he does this thing. Uh, it's called the, uh, the should detox. Mm. Okay. So, Think of some, think of a should statement that you have um, about mm-hmm. anything. Okay, do you have it? Yeah, I have a lot. Okay, pick one. I I should go to the gym. Okay, yeah, that's that's popular. Yeah. Okay, so I should go to the gym. Replace should with could. I I could go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel? Does it feel better than should? Oh, yeah. So I don't want to force you down into any like lanes. Like I don't want to walk you into any um, ideas. I want you to like literally be honest. Should is like I should go to the gym. There's like a forced thing there. There's an obligation. It doesn't sound fun. Yeah. I could go to the gym. You're capable of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. 
It feels a little better. Yeah. Replace could with can. I can go to the gym. How does that, that feel? Fe- it feels better than could. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of. It sounds more empowering too. Yes. Like you, you hold the power of choice, and you, yeah. you can do this. Yeah. It's taking away the obligation. It's a choice now. Yeah. So now you added the can. Now add a because at the end of your statement. So I can go to the gym because. Yeah. Take your time. What's your because? Oh, I can go to the gym because I want to bench press. Yeah. And get stronger. Yeah. Or or something. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you want to bench press? Like to get stronger or or yeah. be healthier or look good for Man, me. bench press is just fun. <laughs> bench press or because bench press is fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. I feel powerful when I do it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's like his their idea. You take all of your should statements, which is usually not that many, but it's the same ones being played over and over in our head mm-hmm. and you change the language on it. So it's still the subject. It's still the same thing, but now you're changing your relationship with it. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it shoulds are everywhere. I should go to the gym. I should eat healthier. I should spend more yeah. time. I should call my mom. I should call my dad. Mm-hmm. I should um, clean this dish for my significant another, clean the dishes or whatever. Um, I should it, it, pick it. Everyone has one. Yeah. But if you take it away, and add the can and because I can call my mom and dad because I love them and we deserve to talk to each other. Yeah. And then boom, it takes away the stress of that obligation or it takes away the sounding of that obligation. The language has changed. And if we can talk to ourselves better, I mean, we're going to live better lives. Yeah. And yeah, so those should statements were, that was a big just being aware that you're even saying it is huge, but mm-hmm. having the skill to change your language and catch yourself is that's where the, that's where the, the good things happen. Yeah. That's, that's such an important point to make that the way we talk to ourselves, the stories we tell ourselves, the words and the language that we use is really important and it's important to pay attention to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think you hit a lot on what what is meditation? What is it like for you? Do you want to talk any more about about what it is, what it's like, maybe some different styles of meditation? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um meditation. So currently now I I'm using Headspace. Yeah. Um, but there was a, I started using Headspace last year. So there was many years where I literally just didn't meditate. I, like I said, I was just okay with my, you know, baseline level anxiety, daily anxiety, and I dealt with it. And I would have fast heart. Yeah. Yeah. I think, don't you think most people just accept it? Yeah. Or it's, this it's, is, it's, it's, it's not it's at normalized. a level where, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And anxiety is normal. We yes. all have anxiety. It's there yeah. for a purpose. Maybe we can go into that. Anxiety yeah. is there for a reason. Tens of thousands of years ago, you needed it. It's a fight or flight. Mm. It's if you're 
literally going into the forest looking for berries or food and you hear something scurry in the bushes it your brain tells yeah. you you better look and you better be ready to fight or you better be able to run yeah that's what anxiety is for um it's for sensing having an exchange with a stranger 5000 years ago that comes into your village and having a, a sense that this is a good person or it's a bad person i need to be on my toes yeah um you know it's there for a reason it's there to protect us so the fact that you have anxiety means that you care for yourself mm -hmm. it's it's the loops the constant loops that we have in our brains um and the negative self-talk that that is associated with it yeah that is truly a detriment yeah um so that's that is anxiety that's why it's there Mm -hmm. uh where, where were we gonna go before we went into that oh um so normalizing anxiety gets kind of normalized as i i actually don't think it's anxiety i think it's stress i think people okay. normalize stress this is just this is just how it is so you kind of yeah, said yeah. that you were okay with your base level anxiety and you just accepted living that way yeah. right yeah just yeah, accepted I, living i don't know if it goes like you, what you were saying i think most of us probably a lot of people have it maybe it's not spiked to enough where you want to make like a change yeah it's not spiked up to enough where it's you need to address it so it's easily ignored almost or we just put the blinders on because cognitive dissonance we don't we don't yeah. want to we want to disassociate with things that bother us even though that underlying thing is there if you mm -hmm. peel back the layers of an onion and you find a rotting onion you would never know unless you peeled those layers back mm -hmm. um so peel back the layers because he um it's it's worth it it's it sucks it's kind of scary and hard but i think meditation is a great tool to get there um so some different styles yeah. uh, of meditation i i just i love silent meditation there's you can meditate i don't have the exact wordage on what these are called but i i know of them um like Corey does the wim hof which is a fairly aggressive form of meditation mm -hmm. where the deep breathing the quick breathing in and out where you really like pump up your 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 system and get yeah. it ready to do a bunch of push-ups is kind of what his goal is there and like yeah. you hold your breath for very long times and it becomes euphoric i guess i've never done that um there's one where you meditate on an object um, so you have a plant in front of you when you meditate and you think about the plant and you, you, you meditate on the plant or you mm -hmm. meditate on a baseball or you meditate on a barbell mm -hmm. or you meditate on your, the water in front of you or a, the tree, you know, rustling in the wind, mm -hmm. um, or you meditate on your breath. I prefer to meditate on my breath. Um, me too I've, yeah. I've always done it that way and it feels the most natural and the mm -hmm. most easy to get into mm -hmm. so my my go-to style since since day one i've used this mantra since literally the first time i've ever meditated i use this mantra is uh, i'll sit down i have a great chair now it's an egg chair it's got like an enclosure mm, yeah. wicker basket enclosure with really it comfy safe. yeah it, it feels like yeah you're just in like a chamber it's nice yeah and uh, I'll sit cross-legged up there because whatever, that's what I do. But sometimes I don't and uh, nothing matters. And <laughs> I'll breathe in a deep breath and I'll say to myself, I am at peace mm. and I'll breathe out. And usually when I breathe out, it's like some sort of internal because um, mm -hmm. there's studies on that type of frequency that 
that mm, mm, oh yeah that calms your brain down yeah um, whether it's the beta alpha was, was some sort of wave in yes. your brain is is highly significant during yeah. that tone yeah that calms your brain down and, and tells it you know allows you to focus a little more so Have that is ever, my go-to yeah i i really like that i am statement that yeah affirmation or that mantra that you have i always say i am grounded mm. that's always been my i am statement i i actually don't say that in meditation but i write it in my journal yeah. i am i am grounded i am filled with peace and ease yeah i'm loving i am all of those things but i love that um what you said about that auditory exhale, that ohm sound. Mm -hmm. Have you ever played around with Brain FM? Uh, you know what? I haven't, but I have listened to some YouTube different like ambient noises. To, ambient noises where it's yeah activating alpha, activating beta, yes. beta yeah. different brain waves. Yes. I I just started getting into those brain fm they have they have different ones they have ones for sleep mm. and actually i don't i don't know why they do this but they color code different frequencies so there's things like white noise there's pink noise there's blue noise pink noise is actually supposed to be the best for sleep really yes and so I've been listening to Pink Noise at night, which, man, that, that paired with the 40 Winks Dude, is, I'm a goner. Pink noise, huh? That's just <laughs> yeah. like, so do you turn that on your phone? I, is that what I, you said? Yeah, I download it to my phone, and then I, I put my phone in airplane mode at night because I don't sure. want the, like, electric magnetic frequencies <laughs> to, oh to impact. Okay my cells <laughs> okay all right so i download i download it and then yeah i can listen i listen to it all night while i just sleep. during the day you want them to affect your cells not is it because it's close to your head because it's right next to me yeah okay all right yeah put it in the kitchen okay I, but okay so you, yeah. you turn on your phone airplane mode and you listen to those at night and you get at night. crazy sleep so yes but recently within the last two weeks i started listening to brain so brain fm is an app but they have different ones for focus and they have deep work, light work, creativity. And if you put your your headphones on and you listen to it while you work, it almost puts you in this really focused trance state mm -hmm. and you're just you're just a machine. <laughs> It's nuts. It really, it hacks your brain. It's kind of... Brain hacking. I was just going to say it's brain hacking. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We don't know a lot about... I don't think we know. I think we're kind of getting into all these different brain waves. And it's nuts to think about. There's different waves going on in our brain yeah. that, you know, uh, you know in, influence us in yes. such different ways for as far as focus or uh, excitement or calming or sleep or, you know, yeah. wild. Yeah, it's crazy. But I will say some days, and I think everyone can relate to this, where some days work feels hard and I feel really distracted. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, that gives my brain 
the distracted part of my brain something to hone in on. Okay. And so then this other, and I don't know how it works, but I was listening to a podcast that they did with Brain FM, and Brain FM is on the cutting edge of this technology. And so they, they're definitely worth checking out. But awesome. going back to what you said about that auditory ohm, that exhale mm-hmm. that you do, I, I think that's really cool. And there is definitely something to that. Yeah. And that's what's cool about the Eastern side practices. This, is all, this all comes from the East. Yeah. Is that they didn't do studies on this over there, right? There wasn't right. like scientists putting people in groups and stuff and like, all right, let's try random things right let's try twiddling your nostrils or like no they just like did what felt natural yeah Um, there was there was thousands of years of people just like yeah this feels good let's pass this down or this works so this is calming like they were so in tune with themselves yeah it seemed like right that meditation right ayurvedic medicine right Um, exactly they're just so in tune with themselves and i think that the more you get back to that basic your body nature type of deal as far mm-hmm. as dealing with stress especially i mm-hmm. think the more long lasting it is um like i said meditation the first time i did it i didn't feel a thing yeah uh, and i think most people won't i think uh, there's a barrier there where you do it and you don't really feel anything mm-hmm. and okay well people keep talking about this so i'll do it again and you don't mm-hmm. really feel anything and i'm like all right well I'll, i'm not doing it tomorrow but okay i feel like shit again the next day i'm gonna do it again now I'm super distracted. I'm like trying to sit down and I'm thinking about whatever. I don't even know how long I've been sitting here. Yeah. And all of a sudden you, you just kind of stay committed to maybe see if this works. Yeah. And then you'll have like one day where you're like, huh, I was actually kind of calming. Yeah. I feel better. It's not significant, but there's, there's like, I just took a little bit off the top, mm-hmm. took a little bit of the edge off. And you do that enough times, and it's just like depositing two bucks in the bank, right? Mm. You do that every day. At the end of the week, you have $14, right? As opposed to, you know, maybe you deposit 10 bucks on Saturday by going out with your friends and having a good time, and that's only 10 bucks. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's a good example. It's like you have to do it consistently to get good, meaningful results, I think. And Mm -hmm. um, even now, I... I have a string of days where I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do it. And like, I'll feel better. Like, okay, I can take a day. I can take a day off. Yeah. I can take another day off and uh, it doesn't, and I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel, I can feel not doing it. Exactly. That's why they call it a practice. It's a practice. Yeah. It's it's a practice. practice. And there always be days. Yeah. That's such a good point. There's always going to be days where you're distracted. I mean, last week I, I meditated for usually do about 10 to 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes, and I was just thinking about shit, everything, like, fuck all. Like, I don't even know what I was thinking about. I was thinking about specific patients at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about the gym later on. I was thinking about the dogs laying on the floor. And then I pull myself back to my breath. I always like mm-hmm. kind of think of like, I, I put my brain like right here almost. Yeah. And I just breathe, <laughs> right? I put my brain like right on my nose. Yeah. And I'll take like five breaths. And I'll be thinking about, you know, a different patient. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. But like, yeah. you just like bring it back. And yeah. the key is um, not to do that, not to like get stressed about mm-hmm. losing focus because you will. You're human. We're all human. You're going to lose focus. 
you bring yourself gently back to the focus that you want to be on right now. And with that practice, when things come up throughout your daily life, um, like when you're driving down the road and you think about work or you think about something going on with your spouse or a friend or something in the world, COVID, Ukraine, anything, whatever's going on or anything Mm -hmm. in your personal life, you have a sick dog or something, you're able to pull yourself back to a focus of what can I control Mm -hmm. of 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 kind of taking yourself out of that feeling and noticing how it is affecting your body and saying oh yeah um, am i am i am i thinking or am i feeling yeah right if i'm just thinking that's fine you can think a lot of crazy thoughts and none of them are you mm-hmm. you are not your thoughts they are just things floating around in the stratosphere that mm-hmm. you're pulling out and you're telling yourself these stories it's not you are you feeling? How are those thoughts affecting your feelings? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling this in your chest? Does your chest feel tighter? Does your neck, is your neck sore? Are you hiking up your shoulders? Are your hands gripping the steering wheel? Um, are your toes curled up? And once you think about your toes, then you can relax them. Mm-hmm. Bring yourself back to kind of your center almost. Um, so that's been huge benefit for me is just taking myself out of that thought or that feeling getting encompassed in it and back into myself like i don't even know what that is really Mm -hmm. but it's different than my thoughts yeah um so it's like it's like having a pond um it's it's like having a pond and this pond is full of fish and each one of these fish are a feeling or a thought yeah and they're all swimming around you don't want to be any one of the fish. You don't want to associate with any one single fish. You want to be the pond. Mm. You don't mm-hmm. want to be so specific or caught up in going on a ride with one of these fish. Be be the pond. Mm-hmm. And in that, you can just be aware and you can observe yourself and say, those are just fish swimming around, you know, or those are just thoughts happening. And the yeah. more you can just say, that's just a thought, you'll notice the thought is gone. Yeah. I This has happened to me almost every week since I started meditating again regularly where last year was real rough 2021 for me. I had a lot of different things going on in my personal life and it was just like one of the tougher years. Yeah. Uh, emotionally and mentally. It so was, started... it was your Saturn return year. Yeah. Yeah. It was your Saturn return year. If you're into what? astrology. Uh, you, yeah. What does that mean? It Your Saturn return year usually happens in your late 20s early 30s for most people it's around 29 and it's usually almost anyone you talk to just start asking people hey when you were 29 did something really shitty happen and most people will say man yeah that was the worst year of my whole life huh and it's usually a really challenging year that you have to overcome okay yeah, it's it's just interesting. We won't go down so, that road, but yeah, maybe we could do a Saturn return year. That's yeah. I'm interested to know what that is, but okay, we'll stay with meditation. One yeah. one like one weird practice per episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meditation isn't weird. It's um. So yeah, last year was was uh, you know a, a tough year, Saturn yeah. return year. So uh, mm-hmm. with work and with my relationship with uh, Jess and um, 
COVID was a big ish thing for me. I'm a huge, like I said, I feel things in my body, like very sensitive to everything. Yeah. Um, they used to call it being a hypochondriac. That mm-hmm. has kind of been thrown to the wayside. That it's referred to as like a health anxiety now. Mm. Uh, and I was feeling, I had a lot of that last year. And I've always mm-hmm. had a certain level of that. Like if my chest is tight, you know, I'll be like, Jess, Jess, I think something's wrong with like my heart or something. She's like, no, you have costal chondritis. You yeah. know, you just did a bunch <laughs> of snatches. So sit down and shut up. Yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally last night. I was like, man, my chest hurts. Like, I wonder if I'm having a heart attack. That's what my brain said. My yeah. brain said that. Yeah. And I started to feel my chest. I was like, wait, no. I did snatches yesterday. Yeah. And that always gives me costal chondritis. Like, it's just inflammation in my sternum. Yeah. But again, I am aware of it. And like, yeah. my brain still says that shit. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not right. Yeah. Anyways, sounding crazy. But um, yeah, last year was tough. I don't even know where I was going with that. I started meditating and... uh that it, it, it turned things around. But the one example I think I was going to say was um, still some of those thoughts of last, last that I was having last year of, of you know, uh, a lot of it was because of COVID, like people dying and like, I don't want to get sick and, and die or I don't want to get sick and have some sort of uh, negative effect of, of being sick. Like, you know, we don't know what was going on, but yeah. They're saying COVID leads to a lot of heart problems, a lot of strokes, a lot of heart attacks and mm-hmm. issues like that. Well, that's scary too. I think yeah. that that would be almost worse than dying as, as being like a mm. young person yeah. and having like a life-changing thing like that happen because of a stupid virus. Yeah. Um, so that gave me a lot of anxiety and I didn't want to be around people and I was around COVID a lot at work, mm-hmm. um, knowingly and unknowingly. And uh, I got the vaccine and that added even more anxiety right. on top of it. Yeah. Cause then you got this whole other side of people that are like the vaccine, you know, fucking terrible for you. And, yeah. and all these things you don't know, it's not proven. And that's and like, you can look at things and it is, but it's, you still hear those things. And somebody that has this health anxiety or COVID anxiety, you're still going to toss those thoughts around in your head. Oh yeah. Yeah. So a lot of negative thoughts uh, and going on in my head and I just like burnt out and that's added to that in January and stuff. And so I, this meditation like allowed me to take myself out of that and, and just let it literally let it pass. Yeah. And I still get some of those thoughts of, of just worry and like, there's something wrong with me almost. Yeah. But as of last week, like too, uh, I was just tossing the ball with Ryder and like, I had those thoughts going on kind of all day and then I wasn't taking care of them. I was just like, man, those thoughts are still there. Those yeah. thoughts are still there. And then finally I was like, wait, like <laughs> go back to like my meditation practice, take literally mentally take myself out of that, take myself away from those thoughts and just look at the thought. Yeah. And then literally like that, the thought lost its power and I was just back to throwing the ball with Ryder, not thinking about a thing. And it's not, I don't want to say it's that easy because I've been doing this on and off since 2009 mm-hmm. and been doing it nearly every day for over a year. Um, and I think that's, that's not what it takes, but um, it's a reason why it, it becomes a little more natural to me at this point. Yeah. You know, two years ago, three, four, five years ago, it probably wouldn't have, but you know, it compounds. Yeah. Um, so the this i call it thought work thought work is really important 
and it it takes a lot of work and it's probably a lifetime of yeah. work and i think what you said in the beginning of you start meditating and you think yeah i feel the same you do it once and you think that was dumb and then you might try it again and you think this isn't working it goes back to people want the the quick fix and so yes. most people are going to take the medication that you were prescribed versus actually go down the road of doing this deep thought work and doing this practice where you get to this point of finding kind of this peaceful freedom from your thoughts where you can notice yeah. them and you can call them out in the moment when they come up. Yeah, totally. And that's yeah. the, that's a huge part of the goal. Yeah. And there is, I think probably the stress and anxiety and depression is a big motivator to get into meditation. Yeah. It's a big reasoning to get into it. I think medication, medication has definite purpose. Yes. Definitely. There's yes. tons of different things and uh, that can go on. I don't think meditation can cure anything. I think I was young and stupid thinking that I was cured yeah. from meditation. Like you're never cured, but you gain like a greater level of awareness um, around things. So you can be more confident in knowing that you can handle them. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to talk about meditate? We've talked about meditation in terms of everyday use and your experience with it and yeah. some of the benefits that you and other people could get from this. Do you want to talk about benefits that an athlete might get for this? Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot about yeah. this. Yeah. This would be great. I, we're both CrossFit athletes. Well, yeah. You were, you, you were in, you were still an ath athlete as far as, um, you know, it's your training and things and yeah. Um, I don't know. I do CrossFit for fun. We both do this for fun, but, um, I played rugby, um, and I coached, uh, rugby and CrossFit. And I'm going to tell you a story to answer this. Yeah. So I live with a fellow CrossFit athlete who is much more, um, competitive than I, which is, who's Jess. Yeah. Super competitive, super driven, extremely talented. Mm -hmm. And there was the Wadapalooza qualifiers last year. Uh, it was probably fall of last year. And so this was an online qualifier. You had to do a series of four workouts, maybe kind of mm -hmm. like the CrossFit open. And one of the workouts was like super tough rowing, pull-ups, a bunch of stuff. And then you had to hit a one rep max snatch at the end. Ooh, so yeah. it could be a squat snatch. So tough, tough to do under breathing. Jess was on her heavy snatch and she was, I think her PR is maybe 145 mm -hmm. and she was, no, her PR at the time was 135. This is irrelevant. She's trying to hit her PR of 135 after all this work. Mm -hmm. She tries three times, can't hit it. I'm there. I have to film her. So I'm like, kind of like, you know, go Jess. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Uh, not a good thing uh, as a couple sometimes. It, like that relationship as coach and athlete doesn't work. Yeah. If you're a couple a lot. Oh yeah, that's So <laughs> she fails this snatch for probably the fourth time and I'm just filming. I didn't say anything to her. I'm just looking like through the screen. I look at her. She looks at me and she's super frustrated. And she goes, um, this is going to sound, I'm not here to knock Jess at all. And Jess isn't going to listen to this podcast cause she doesn't listen. So she'll never know. 
But if you are listening, I'm not here knocking my girlfriend. But she goes, <laughs> you're supposed to be a coach. Why aren't you helping me? What am I doing wrong? Mm. And A, I could have taken that very personally mm-hmm. and been offended like easily. Yeah. B, this is this is a sign of her character at the time. Um, and that was the biggest thing. So right in that moment, I knew this isn't me. That this isn't my problem, my fault. It's or not anything. about this you. It has nothing to her, do with you. Right. Her reaction to the scenario of her missing the snatch. Yeah. She was a fucking head case in this workout. And I looked at her, I was like, there's nothing I can tell you right now that's going to make you hit that snatch. Yeah. The, the point of the story is she totally lost herself. She lost her head and therefore she couldn't focus on trying to hit this heavy snatch because it had nothing to do with her capabilities physically uh, because she totally could hit the snatch. And mm-hmm. she did. Like two lifts later, she hit it. Mm-hmm. It was all in her fucking head. Mm-hmm. And she got distracted and she she put it off on someone else, which is super uncool as well. I think the message is that meditation can help that. There's something called getting in the zone, right? Being in a, like a flow state. Yeah. Like there's significant research going on with meditation as it pertains to getting into a flow state as an yeah. athlete. Yeah. So that would be focusing on an object. So I mentioned earlier, meditating on a barbell sounds super stupid and like, okay, dude, get a life, like, like separate from the gym. But if you're serious about it, meditate on a barbell, meditate, watching yourself doing a snatch and hitting a snatch and hitting a perfect snatch. Meditate on playing basketball, on watching the, watching, watching the hoop go through the net and that sound and that swish. Um, Meditate on a baseball hitting a glove. Meditate on you performing a really successful surgery or, you know, if you're a doctor or, um, meditate on like, uh, uh, meditate on you skating around the ice. Yeah. Or meditate, um, on your breath. The point is that it, it can help athletes get into a flow state. It can help athletes take themselves out of their thoughts Mm -hmm. so they can perform better because once you get into that competition setting, coaching really goes out the window. Like you're not going to yeah. do a lot of coaching. Yeah. You have to, your, your, your hope is to, that your training was good enough that you're just going to go out there and perform. The yeah. competition should be the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> In all reality, as a coach during rugby games, um, it took me a bit to realize this, but like my job is over. You're about, yeah. Coaches are about preparation. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you, you coach and practice. And as an athlete, you, you win competitions in practice mm-hmm. um, and you hit heavy snatches because you've done weeks and months and years of heavy snatches. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I could tell Jess in that moment of like, oh, you have to open your hips more or you need to jump. You need to get quicker under the bar. And there's so many fucking CrossFit coaches out there. I'm going down a different way now that like <laughs> coach so much. They over, over, over coach at yeah. competitions and they yeah. over coach during the open and like, no, okay. A, a, this is a local competition or something, or it's a qualifier Yeah, and it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. B, you're not going to make a difference in that moment. 
you won't because the adrenaline's too high, the stakes in their mind potentially are too high for them to really grasp that concept of yeah. of, of what should be in training. Um so, so going circling that back to meditation as an athlete, I think if you are meditating 10 minutes a day, you are letting yourself recover. You're, you're separating yourself from the stress of training mm -hmm. and practicing and, and the stress of competition. Um, you're gaining more awareness of thoughts that you might not be even know that you're having about being mm -hmm. stressed out from a competition. Um, and as a coach, uh, hopefully if you, you can meditate as well and it'll help you as well with those same, same principles. I think athletes as athletes, we're often super caught up in ourselves and we don't even realize it. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And that's tough to try to convince somebody that maybe they have, there's an issue that needs fixing if they don't even recognize the issue. So, um, but odds are if it's affecting like competition or athlete athletics, it's affecting other parts of your life as well. Yeah. Um, so hopefully not hopefully, but if it comes to it, if issues like, like anxiety, depression, or stress really start getting to them, they'll look mm -hmm. to meditation and then by default, it'll carry over to their athletic performance. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I, there's a lot of athletes, big name athletes too, that meditate LeBron James, Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Um, Tiger, I don't know about Tiger Woods actually, but, um, probably I would just Larry, yeah throw him in there. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> they all meditate and they're yeah. all like, they're all top of their game. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest difference. And if you recognize there's a, there's a theme among those, some of those athletes I just named, they've been around for a long time. Tom Brady just retired, but he was 45. Wow. And he was playing quarterback in the NFL. LeBron James is LeBron James is 36. Okay. And he, a youngin? he's still, he's young sprout. He's been in the league 19 years though. Wow. And he's still, it's pretty much unheard of for a basketball player to be at the top of his game still yeah. uh, at, at 36. Michael Jordan retired at 38, I think. Mm. And he was like a shell of his former self. Mm -hmm. um, Kobe Bryant, the mama mentality, he he had a pretty deep mental practice as well. Um, and he was incredible at his game and his incredible mental abilities of, of competing and staying focused. So yeah, there, I think there's a lot of longevity and a lot of, I think, um, as an athlete, I think you can extend your career, whether that's professional or just out of enjoyment, you oh, know, yeah. for a long time I believe it. Yeah. Through, through meditation, because you'll find more enjoyment in the sport and, and less stress. Stress is probably one of the biggest downgrading effects of sports more than orthopedic issues. Oh yeah. Me mentally. Right. The me yeah, and just the pressure, the pressure yeah. that people put on themselves and they're probably spending a lot of time battling their own internal dialogue. Yeah. 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 There's pressure to do sense. well. There's pressure from coaches to do well. Yeah. I think about gymnasts too, like going through college and like pressures like college athletes and gymnasts and going through that um individual competition mm, as a gymnast mm -hmm. or like as a pitcher. Man, there's a lot of stress there. Because mm -hmm. you're out there pretty much by yourself. Yep, spotlights and, on you. Yeah. yeah, spotlight. So, and the the benefits of of meditation could be are are significant. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, as we as we wrap up, I think a good 
a good way to end this would be to talk about really actionable steps that someone could take that's listening of, okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm into it. How do, how do, what do I do? How do I get started? Yeah. What do you think? I think the easiest thing to do is download an app like Headspace and start with guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you feel completely comfortable of just sitting and breathing, maybe set a timer. Set yeah. a timer for a minute. Start start small. James Clear would scale everything to two minutes. Yeah. He's <laughs> so, a habits guy, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So scale yeah. it. Start Start small and just... Listen to your breath, see what comes up for you. I find that guided meditation was an easier way for me to get into meditation because I felt silly sitting in silence and breathing. So listening to someone tell me to sit in silence and breathe was way easier. Totally. Yeah. I normalized it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. I think that guided meditation is a great place to start and I use Headspace. Headspace is great because you can pick like different topics. Um, so you can pick like an- anxiety yeah. issues. You can pick literally very specific like uh, healthcare yeah. uh, issues, um, depression, overthinking, mm-hmm. uh, self-doubt, insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of address. And I've been through probably four or five of these courses that they have. And what's funny is they're all like specific to different topics. They're but they all, all the kind same. of like do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. They kind of do the same thing. And at first you're like, wait a second, I feel kind of cheated. But then you realize like, no, like this is, there's a reason for that because it all comes back to just centering yourself through meditation mm-hmm. and kind of detaching from those thoughts and feelings. So Headspace is great. I still use it today. Um, I think another barrier might be, maybe you don't live alone. Maybe you live with roommates or you mm-hmm. have, you live with parents that are like not, or whatever, like don't uh, identify with that. I might think mm-hmm. you, you might internally think like, oh, they'll think I'm weird or whatever if I go yeah. sit somewhere in silence and breathe or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I would suggest going somewhere, find a park, find a tree somewhere, sit under it, sit by it, sit on a bench. Yeah. Um, or, you know, hopefully you have a room, close the door and sit on the floor, sit somewhere that's designated as your quiet spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't lay in your bed. Uh, I wouldn't suggest laying in your bed because it's there's a lot of feelings and thoughts and and body positions and behaviors that are associated with that spot already. So yeah. create something totally new. Yeah. Sit in the corner cross legged if you want to or or go sit on a bench somewhere. Um, and yeah, set you can set a timer and just do a couple minutes. I would definitely do a guided and meditate on your breath and just focus on breathing in and breathing out and do it for a minute. And the next day do it for another minute. And then the second week do it for two or three or five minutes and, and slowly kind of build up from there. That's would be my suggestion. Um, and you'll, you know, you know that you're doing it right. If you're just doing it because there's no right or wrong exactly yeah remove all judgment yeah yeah you can you can do it for one minute and think about macaroni and cheese the whole time Mm -hmm. and then think about flying potato aliens Mm -hmm. and that you're you're meditating you're doing it and then you pull yourself out of the spaghetti monster and you put yourself back into your breath Mm 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like yeah, pull yourself that out of be... the spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Right. <laughs> So yeah, the best thing to do is just start. Just yeah. start. If you think you might benefit from it, you will. Yeah. Just start and then keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's I really love meditation. Good I feel I feel like I could there's tons of things, different things I could talk about. Uh but yeah, I need like clear direction. So we I know we went off a lot of tangents, but I love talking about it and uh I'm gonna continue to do it and talk about it and share more thoughts yeah while, i mean I right now every hundred episodes we talk about meditation so we can yeah, keep this yeah. trend going bam yeah, yeah we're on a good roll here every yeah. hundred yeah cool connor yeah thank you this was great yeah thanks for thanks for joining us today on the weekly warrior podcast we'll chat at you next week